to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Let's open it up with some prayer and we'll get going. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come here and honor you and uh, get your word out there. Uh, allow your spirit to use me to, to reach the hearts and minds and, and change lives tonight. And uh, to everybody that's going to listen to this, I hope everybody leaves here with a different mindset and a lot of growth. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, this one. <laughs> I named this one Patience. Because it's actually, uh, it's hit us pretty hard in the last couple of years. Patience has actually grown huge in our house, you know, and in the walk that we've endured. <laughs> so, um, so PT came to me mid-January, and he uh, he says, I'm going to give you February 22nd. I don't like that much time. You give me over a month to sit here and... And go over this, and is that right? Is that wrong? I like patience. <laughs> it, it's that too much time. I'm a mind person, all right. And I'm sure, like many others, your your head is tough to get out of the way of 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 the word and the the move of the spirit. You know, so for me to have a month to get ready for something like this, it's just you just keep replaying. Is that right? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And I refuse to do it. So I ignored the whole thing. I'm not doing this a week. Give me a week's notice and we'll put something together because it'll happen, right? So I don't like having that much time to do anything because it just sits there and weighs on you. Um, so I like to allow that spirit to move on me naturally. That way I know it's not me. It's coming from God himself. And, and that's pretty much what we did here. So I patiently waited, and then the, the, the proper download came in, and it, it actually <laughs> showed up as patience. And then he started feeding me more on patience. And uh, just a little testimony that happened with patience recently. You know, we spent, we have a TV in the living room, and all of a sudden this little green line shows up. Have you ever had a TV fail on you? So everybody that comes over, why don't you get a new TV? Why don't you get a new TV? So we naturally start looking for a TV. But you know what's crazy about that little green line? If I take these glasses off, I don't see it. <laughs> so every time we went and looked for TVs and we were looking for the, we don't want just a regular TV. We want, we want a bigger TV. We're going to upgrade. We've had this one forever. We're going to go bigger. And then you got all that stuff and then all the Christmas sales and everything going. So we just decided to wait. We said, no, we're not. We'll, we'll, we'll get a TV when it's broken. So... We patiently waited, and then, lo and behold, guess what? A big TV of the best kind out there just falls in our lap for free. I don't have to pay for nothing. You know, so didn't have to pay for it. I got this TV. I got to hang it on the wall. It's on the wall now, and it looks great. I don't like it personally because it's, I can see real clear. I can see how old the actors really are now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, i got to get used to this. So tonight we're going to discuss patience a little bit because as we wait on things from the Lord, he, he, he wants to use our patience and bless us with that. So, 
So we're going to discuss that. So Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. All right, so in the proper time, he's going to, if we wait on him, he needs us to wait on him. I mean, how, how long has he waited on us to make that decision to, to come to him? He's going to be there no matter how long it takes us to get there. He's going to be there waiting with open arms. All right, so we, we want to have patience. All right, some things that have happened in the last month, a lot of things were patience. Like, we, we tend to to think of patience. We have a lot of patience with people and frustration. Oh, that's not patience. Patience is, is waiting for the right thing to say at the right time. Um, you know, patience on people, I, I, <laughs> there's a whole other word for that. <laughs> because they can be definitely... They can push buttons. So we get the bigger TV for free. Don't have to come out of pocket for that. That was great. That's a blessing. So after looking through the holiday sales for weeks and chasing holiday sales, we wanted to continue to come and see to the same conclusion. It's not for us. So by, by taking that patience, we got a TV that we weren't even in the market for, you know, to, there was no way that was coming out of our pocket to get something like that because that's just not, I can't spend that kind of money on a TV, something that's so frivolous. We got other things to worry about. So we didn't need it, all right? And then uh, bear with me because it didn't print very well. <laughs> all right. So it wasn't just a TV. It was a bigger, better TV for no reason at all. And... It was just a blessing in, in disguise at first because you can sit there and come up with every reason why this happened, but really don't steal that blessing from God. He, he did it for us because he wanted to bless us. Now, there's so many different blessings that God can bless us with. This was more of a materialistic blessing. you know. So a lot of people like to throw those things off the side, but it's still a blessing. And that's just one of many that we see if we can just open our minds to all the good things that happen in our life come from the same source. You know, they don't just come because people want to be nice. Um, unfortunately, people are, they do try to be nice, but their blessing is never as good as God's blessing. You know, and a lot of times other people's blessings have strings attached, unfortunately. God don't have strings attached. He loves you just because you're, you're you, and he designed it that way. He can't not love you. He, he loved you in your worst. So... Uh, in Isaiah 3, or 30, 18, it says, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up and show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. We need to practice patience with him. If we, if we look at his timing and, and compared to ours, I mean, I think there's something that says... Uh, our entire life is like one grain of every piece of sand that covers the earth. That's our, that's our timing. So our 80 to 90 years of living is the equivalent to one grain of sand in his timing. So we don't have to rush things. Believe me, his, he'll do it in his time. And, and he's going to make sure that he does it in a time to where we reap the harvest when the harvest is ready. We can go pick fruit before it's ripe and it goes in the trash. So when, when we wait on the Lord, 
that timing is going to be so perfect that your harvest is going to be plentiful and it's going to be good fruit, like like Marie was talking about the good grapes on the vine because you know we we waited for that that season, that right season, and he knows it better than we do. We we can think we're in the right season and and go pluck our harvest soon and then realize how we cut ourselves short of the full blessing of God. So. We could have been a re- we could have been a reactive instead of patient. To be honest, years ago, before this stage in our walk, we probably would have bought a TV, and and paid dearly for it. We work hard for that cash. <laughs> All right. So everything in the natural world says, buy now, don't miss this deal, sale ending soon. The world is driven by a sense of urgency. There's nothing urgent about anything in this world. We can take the time to sit back and make sure we're hearing the right things from the Lord. We're hearing it right. We don't have to rush into something because we're getting all this outside pressure from worldly things because it's really just a lie from the devil anyway. You don't need it right now. You don't need anything but what God has for you right now. All right. The world is driven by that sense of urgency. Kingdom citizens are guided by the spirit and the knowledge of the truth. So if it's too good to be true, it is. I mean, it's the same. We've Even as secular people, we walk around. It's too good to be true. It usually is. No, it is. It's too good to be true. Uh, Psalms 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes. There's schemes everywhere we look. Everybody's trying to get something from you, and not too many people are trying to give you anything in return. God wants to do nothing but give you everything. His His blessings are, are the full fulfillment of everything we could ever ask for, and we just have to be open and patient to wait for his blessing. You know, we ask him of things, but we immediately expect them to come right now. I'm not, I'm not saying they won't come right now. I mean, he can bless you immediately. It could take days. It could take weeks. It could take years. But if you wait on him, you're going to get that good, ripe fruit of, of all he had for you. If you're impatient with him, you're going to miss it. And you don't want to miss it, especially from God, because he may only send it your way once. And he's not going to give it to you before you're mature enough to handle it. It says, I don't, I don't have that scripture written down, but it says he gives us, those who are faithful with little, he will give plenty. Be faithful with what you got and depend on him, and eventually that plenty will, will show up. I mean, I'm a living, walking testament of that plenty. When I first started here, I didn't have $5 to my name, and I put a dollar or two in that, in that pot, and I can stand here today and say that hundredfold return has hundredfold itself you know what i mean it, because we were patient givers and we we knew that we didn't have it but we we put our faith in him that we're going to put what little we have in there and expecting that return and it was a when i grew up i always thought it was just something you did you put a dollar in the pot i had no idea about my grandparents used to give me the cash and say here put it in the pot like we do with the kids here teaching them young but nobody ever explained to me what the meaning of that was and when I stepped foot in here, in the, either the first or second week here, I was told, you don't tithe to get blessed. You tithe because you are blessed. And I'm like, 
wow, what, a, what an eye-opener that was. It's like, you know how many blessings I've had in my life? I mean, I could have been so different. And just because he's always been there, whether I recognize it or not, I'm a blessed individual. And I can stand here today and say that hundredfold return has come more times than I can count. You know, that, that amount, that $2 or whatever it was, it was so superficial back then. I mean, it was a lot. It was cigarette money back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I didn't have. And I'm like, well, forget it. And now I don't even care. I don't care what goes in there. It, it's just something we do. Our first fruits go right into that pot because I know he's taking care of me and he's always going to be there. I grew up saying God's never going to let me down, even before I was a believer. You know, just because I had to have faith in something and I'm going to have faith in that. You know, so being patient with him, knowing that he had, he had my back, even before I was actually 100% sure of that, just putting my faith in something like that has, has literally turned into gold for us. You know, I'm not a rich man by any means, but I sure do feel it. <laughs> you know, so uh, you've always, another, another testimony that came up, we've always... All the devices that are out today, you know, we, we've never actually indulged in the electronics like like most. I'm sure most of you guys have these tablets and iPads and Android tablets in your home. We talked about this for years, and every single time that we said we wanted, to, we were thinking about getting one in a thousand dollars for something like that. It's so it's so ridiculous. I would never pay a thousand dollars, especially as hard as I work for that money. To just hand it over on something that I have a phone that's just about as half the size of a tablet anyway. And it does all the same things. And then we always steered away from it. And we steered away from it. Like, yeah, no, it's not for us. So the other day I went into, I sent an email. I needed, I needed a tablet for work for a piece of equipment. Sent an email up to the IT department because that's who handles that. Nothing. Ghost. I'm like, okay, we're going to play this game. So instead of sending another unanswered email, I walked up to their office and I walked in and I said, hey, what happened? Why haven't you guys responded to my email two weeks ago? Oh, I totally forgot. I'm so sorry. So they felt so bad. And then they asked me, well, can you use an, an iPad for it? And I'm like, no, it has to be an Android. The equipment doesn't work without on iOS. If anybody knows what that means, iOS is iPhone, Android, Android. Okay. And they're like, well, we have an iPad here. I'm like, yeah, that won't work for me. Like, well, take it home. <laughs> what? No, I don't need an iPad at home. I don't, I don't need one. No, no, no. I feel really terrible about not responding to your email. Take it home. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I really don't want to take an iPad home. I, I don't want this. But then the back of my head starts here, and I've, t I've been told multiple times because I don't like taking things that I don't earn. And people have told me time and time again, don't rob people of the blessing take take what they're offering you and bless them by letting them bless you and i'm like wow do i really take this thing so i took it and i brought it home and i gave it to my wife because i have no use for it at all i don't care for it so i gave it to her and she was super excited before i even got home she had the the case ordered and all that stuff for it but you know so <laughs> And then she spent God knows how many hours setting the whole, actually, I think my kids set it up for her because they're into that thing. But so that was another blessing. And, and it, it happened at a time when we just gave up 
we lost all interest in doing that. So that's another thing of being patient. Okay, we're not going to use this. We're not going to spend money on this. And then yet we're blessed again within a week of getting a, a $1,000 plus TV for free. It's like, my God, is this all coming together like patience or what? You know, and then just patience with each other is huge, you know, because us married people, you know, we expect things from our our spouses and our loved ones and and just because we're moving in a direction that God's taking us and then we're looking back or, or looking forward, you know, like where, where are they at, you know, and we got to be patient with our loved ones too because each of our walks are at a different pace. This is not a drag race. You know, we're, we're not going to go out there and when the light turns green, try to get to the, end, the finish line as fast as possible because unfortunately, I don't want to finish yet. I got a lot of work left to do here, and I ain't trying to run this race at 300 miles an hour in eight seconds. There's a lot of learning, and if, and if I go that fast, I'm going to miss something very important. So we have to be patient with our walk. We have to be patient with others' walks, patient with what's going on in their life because everybody's in a different season. There is a major season going on, which we heard about Sunday that we're in right now, and we have to just be patient. We can't rush it. Uh, James told me once, he's like, you know, the, I don't like to even bring up the devil cause he ain't worth nothing to me, but he said that the devil knows he can't defeat something, but he'll definitely push it along to get it over quicker, you know? And what PT was talking about with the revival and stuff like that, we just got to be diligent and stay in it. And, and his goal for staying in that revival is, is what all of us need to do. We need to stay in revival a hundred times. 100% of the time, we don't have to let this go through because in the past, the enemy will push something through because he can't stop it. He knows he's already been defeated there, but he can help it along to where it fizzles out quicker, and that's something we need to be aware of. We're not going to allow the enemy to come in and change anything. We're going to stay in revival. I have the feeling that that everything that's going on today with that Kentucky stuff, and it, it's going to be the big one that, that never ceases. It's going to keep pushing, and it's our job to make it keep pushing. When it starts getting getting slower, we got to jump up in there and then wake it back up. You know, we got to. It's just like when the fishing gets slow, you throw more bait in the water to bring them back. You know, you just keep keep them on fire, keep them fired up and ready to load the boat. You know, so that's we just got to have patience with each other and and stuff like that. I mean, it's patience has hit us so hard in the last year alone because I know. My wife has got to be probably the most patient person I've ever met in my life. Uh, I mean, she just has to be because to, to be married to me for 17 years, <laughs> that takes a very patient individual. <laughs> With all my ups and downs, you know. So so we've always discussed these things, and, and we just decided as a couple, I mean, that's a huge growth in our relationship. We, we make decisions like that as as a joint couple like we're gonna discuss this we're not just gonna I mean 10 years ago <laughs> if I wanted it I got it I don't care what nobody said I don't I'm not married I'm married but that don't mean I get do what I don't want to do <laughs> so but now we actually have the patience with each other to discuss and I have my moments where she's not happy with me that happens but she's patient I'm patient with her and then she'll get over it and then we'll we'll discuss things a little better our communication skills aren't the greatest with each other she says I'm in one book, she's in another. But like I said, we all run our own race here. <laughs> but we got to come together and discuss it at some point.
you know. So we, let me see where we're at here. Yeah, so the, these blessings have come to us when we weren't even interested. So that's the season that we're in. When I'm not interested in something no more, he just tends to bless. Now, these are materialistic things. He blesses us so much more when we're not expecting it. it it's just fantastic. I don't know how many times. I can't even count how many times I've been blessed for no reason at all. Just And, and I used to chalk it up as getting lucky or somebody felt bad. or I mean, just that iPad alone. This is not just some random act of kindness from people up there. I mean, there's no such thing as that in the workplace. It's all about business. It's all about revenue. And for them to give me something worth eight, $900 for no reason is just not normal. And it's, it's not of them. It's something that God did through them. So God uses people that whether, I don't even know if they're believers or not. I mean, they ought to know that I am. I wear these bracelets and these bracelets and stuff. They're huge magnets. If people see them, they ask, I'm not a, I'm not a pusher. I don't push God on people because I was, when I was a teenager or a kid and people pushed it on me, it was always get that stuff out of here. That's ridiculous. I don't want to be bothered. And, and it, it really irritated me. Jason, my brother-in-law, was a huge pusher to me. I'm grateful today, but I always used to steer him away like, get out of here with that stuff, you know, because I wasn't there. You know, and they've all had so much patience with me, I can't help but have patience for them. I mean, wherever they're in, whatever season they're in, I got patience for, for, for them because I know where their heart is, regardless of where their mind's telling you. So these bracelets and stuff that I wear, it's a huge magnet because I won't push it on people. But when you ask, you just open the gate. And when you come to me and you ask and you ask what I believe, I mean, you should see the faces when I told people I would be here tonight teaching what and then that opened up another gate because now they're really interested so they're they're feeding off of me and it's amazing for to, to actually draw back and, and see the conversations I've had with these people that I didn't even know was in me you know I know this stuff's in me I've been here for over 10 years I know what's going in has a store but if you ask me just on a whim like right after Sunday how was church what what went on oh oh um, sticker shock. I don't know what to say because I know it went in and I can recall on it when it's necessary. But if you just ask me to answer the question, I feel terrible, but I know I just sat there and listened to it and it was good. It was fire. It's always been, but why can't I recall on it when you're just asking a simple question? Thank God that we record this stuff and we post it because I can drive them straight to the website. You know, but when but but when it's called upon for me to and people are asking questions, the amount of knowledge that's that's coming out of me is like unbelievable. Like, wow, it is in there. Thank God it's in there. You know, I'm not huge on scripture buff. Like, I can't just recall scripture and tell you where it's at in a book. I mean, my my Bible app is in alphabetical order because I'm terrible at finding where they're at. Thank God that happened. You know, because alphabetical order, I know that I've learned that in kindergarten. But you try to, Revelation's in the back, Genesis in the front. That's about all I know as far as where they're at in the book. So I love the alphabet. <laughs> it's easier for me that way. So it's very interesting to see how many people draw it out of me just because I wear a bracelet. And I won't take them off. And then when they start getting dim, I'll put a new one on just because it, it, it's a magnet for people to ask. People that would never assume that because of the workplace that I'm in, you know, and, and just having patience with them has been phenomenal because when they ask, I give them until they lose interest. Once they lose interest, I, I have patience and I let it go. And then they come back and they ask for more and they ask for more. And they're just amazed 
that I'm able to, to share that with them. And, and then they ask me where it's at in the Bible, and I'm like, hey, there's a great thing called Google. Type it in there. We can find it, and then I'll show it to them. And then, then but, but doesn't that mean this? Because they've been fed so many lies and so misinterpretations and bad bad teachings on what this actually means. It's, it, it's so nice to be able to sit under this ministry here and get the real revelation of what this is saying and be able to share that with them and open their eyes to a whole new look of what's going on. I mean, they're actually hungry without even knowing that they're hungry for, for the things of God. And that's why I've been talking about patience tonight because even though they can talk about God with me and then go cursing up a storm and cursing this one, cursing that one, hating this one, hating that one, they still have an interest because God is in all of us. He, we were all put here by him, for him. Whether we're living right or wrong, it, the urge for one in God is still there. The need for him is still there. And these people need God. We all do. I mean, the whole world needs God. And what a place it's going to be when it all turns that way. And we, we take this place back, and <laughs> it's going to be really special. And I hope that I get to see it in my lifetime. PT said he's got a lot of things coming up that, that he can see coming in his lifetime. Well, I'm going to be here during his lifetime. I'm going to see those too, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I want to see it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So we, uh, we lose interest in things, and then God blesses us with them. Like I said, those are materialistic things, but that, that time in a harvest, so in it's just crazy that somebody would feel bad about not not returning an email. This is not an, an uncommon thing. If anybody has emails that don't get returned, I mean, it's nonstop. I can go back and see probably thousands of unanswered emails, and this guy felt so terrible and drawn that he had to give us an iPad for it. Come on. This is definitely a God thing. It can't be a person thing because it's, these ain't those kind of people. All right? So... We tend to allow the world to, to help rationalize events like this instead of giving the glory to God. We, we try to, our heads tend, I'm famous for this. I'm not going to sit here and say any of you are. This is me to, totally. My head tends to get in the way of a lot of things. So when miracles happen, I instantly want to try to rationalize why. What actually took place? Was this a true miracle or was this, just happenstance, and we're going to claim it's a miracle. It's that, that worldly head that I've had my entire life that I've been struggling to get rid of. And it tends to keep me from honoring God, you know, because I allow my, my thoughts to get in the way and, and ruin all that. You know, so I, I've done a lot better with, with noticing, okay, anything good, if I, if I break it down as simple as this, anything good that comes to me is of God then I don't have to rationalize anything. I don't care anymore. All I know is I've been blessed, and I'm going to accept my blessing and thank God for it and move on. And then go to the next one. And the more I do that, the more they come. It's just, it's incredible. I mean, it's, I just, there's no explanation for it, and I don't care to explain it. I don't have to explain it. I know it's him. He loves us. He's going to continue to bless me. And that's just that. I mean, there's nothing more to that. All right, so... Try, I, I wrote this down months ago 
sitting in here on a Sunday, you know, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but it, it hit me to where I had to break out my phone, which I don't really like to do is get off of the word. I like to stay focused and, and be a sponge and, and take it. But this drew me into where I had to write this note somewhere in my notes in my phone, and, and it, it was for this day. Months and months later, it had to be six months ago, and it says, trying to rationalize the miracles and the moving of the Spirit of God will block you from your full rights in the kingdom. God favor, God's favor and blessings. We need to understand that God has been and is very patient with us. We need to return to favor. It's in our best interest to slow down and be still and wait on him. That was six months ago, and it was for this tonight, which is crazy. I knew I needed to write it down at that moment, but I didn't know why. And I'm like, wow. His, and then it just happened to pop up when, when this te- – and that's at the bottom of the teaching. I didn't even realize this until later. I'm like, oh, I have this note. What was it about? And sure enough, it was for tonight, <laughs> six months earlier. It says – Trying to rationalize the miracles and the moving of the Spirit. Rationalize, meaning using our minds to try to figure out why something took place because it's unexplainable. Trying to rationalize miracles and the moving of the Spirit. Trying to rationalize why Marie cracks up laughing every time she's touched by God. I don't care why. I want it. Because that is the most amazing feeling in the world when I can sit down here and laugh and, and the, the judgment of time completely disappears and you wake up and you get off the ground an hour later and you're like, that felt like five minutes, but your abs are hurting for a week straight because you couldn't stop laughing. There, there's nothing explainable about that. How do I explain that to people who have never seen something like that? I can't. It's just God. That's what he does to me. He makes me crack up laughing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's great. It's the best it's the most joyful laugh that you could ever have, and I'm so jealous of her because she's so she gets it every time. It's amazing, you know. But you could sit there and try to rationalize that as as a as a wrong-minded individual. You could rationalize, oh, this is nonsense. This is this is not real. This kind of stuff. But until you come up here and you actually grow a pair and walk up here and accept what God has waiting for you and get to experience that firsthand, you'll never question it again in your life because there's no reason my shoulder should have been healed other than God wanting to heal me. Well, only 10, 12 years ago, there's no reason that should have happened after all the trouble I've had for years and I haven't had a single ache since. It's only because he loves me and, and I'm not supposed to be in that. I'm supposed to be lined up with what the Word of God says I am, a healed individual from the soles of my feet to the top of my head. That's how he wants me to live. And that's why he showed me that that day. And that's why I was brought into where I am today because that little miracle that happened changed my mind because there was no reason it should have happened. So to finish reading that, rationalized miracles and moving of the Spirit of God will block you from your full rights in the kingdom, God's favor, and blessings. So rationalization will block God's power. Not power. I, I don't even want to use that. Nothing can block his power. But it could cut you off from the full, the full reception of what he has for, for you. you know, so trying to rationalize things, just, just be mindless. Walking around as a God-loving zombie would be amazing. <laughs> you know, Without even trying to, to make sense of anything. Because making sense of this stuff, it's, it's impossible years ago, it could have been years ago, I don't know, but it stuck with me to, to the core of my soul that get rid of the why, get rid of the how. 
because we we always want to know why something works or or how that happened. Who cares? It happened. Accept it and enjoy it. It doesn't matter why God did something. He did it because he, he loves you. It doesn't matter how or why something bad happened to somebody. That's not of God. If it's something bad, it has nothing to do with God. We, we know he doesn't do anything to harm or hurt us or cut us off. You know, he will never forsake us. It says it in the word. It'll be written there for eternities. It'll never change. He will never forsake us. His word stands true today as it did 2,000 years ago or whenever they actually put the Bible in paper form and script. Somebody came up here and explained the process and how many people died trying to get this translated to where other people could understand his word. The the amount of people that, that were burned alive just to bring the word of God into a, 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 a text that we could understand was just incredible because these people knew what it was saying and wanted to open that up for the rest of us. And, and they, they held it under lock and key because they didn't want us to know this stuff. Because if we know this stuff, it gives us power. The word of God gives you more power than any government official could ever give you anywhere. No matter where you're, where you're at in the world, the word of God gives you more power than any human being could ever give you, period. There's nothing that anybody can do that, that God hasn't already done for you, period. So we got, yeah, that, that's a big one. His, it's, it's such an amazing thing when you can sit there and see how many people fought to bring that, that word to light because that word is our sword and it cuts off any head of any serpent that ever comes at you. So we need to understand God has been hugely patient with us. He will wait for you to the bitter end. He will never turn his back on you. No matter how many times you you play this game in this roller coaster where you, you, you run to him, you run away from him, no matter how many times you you turn from God, he will never turn from you. He was so patient to allow you to to find your way back to him. His his bridge is always down. <laughs> you know. So no matter what. Now I'm not saying go out there do the dumbest thing in your life and then come back to God for help because he's there to make us not, to help us not do these dumb things that are going to cost us dearly. You know, you, you break the law, you pay the fine. That's, that's the bottom line. Whether God's with you or not, you break the law, you're, there's a cost for that. He's going to give you the revelation of how not to break the law the next time. And he's going to be with you to where, to where you have a clear understanding and revelation of where you messed up, but he's never going to turn from you no matter what you've done. And his bridge is always down. That's a huge one too. I mean, we tend to <laughs> we tend to bring our bridges up. I'm sure. I think somebody taught this once. We tend to bring our bridges up when we're hurt by somebody, and stuff like that. But we need to be like him and keep our bridge down because we got we're the we're the gateway to a lot of lives out there in this world with this word. You know, they don't know where to get it. They don't know what to believe. The stuff that we're learning and that we're spreading is the truth of the kingdom of God. And it's it's amazing seeing people that have been in church their whole life finally step into a place like this that's teaching the kingdom and, and all the bad doctrines start start following, falling off of them because, wow, I've never understood it that way. It makes so much more sense. And these are adults that have been in church their whole lives that are coming here and having false doctrine just fall off them and, and they're getting so free of it. It's insane. And... 
that's how patient he is with us. Because even all the bad doctrine that we've lived our life under, he's still there not forsaking us. You know, so we need to just return that favor to him and, and wait on him. When, when we ask for things, don't expect that they're going to be here in your timing. Expect that you're going to receive them and never give up because he is going to come through. He always comes through. As long as you're praying in line with him and asking for things, he's never going to give you something too soon. If I said tomorrow I wanted to be a preacher tomorrow, he's not going to give it to me. I ain't ready to be a preacher tomorrow. You know, he's not going to give me something that I'm going to fail at too soon. He's going to wait for that, for that seed to be watered, that plant to grow, and then that fruit to, to ripen before he, he releases that in, in us. You know, because we don't want bitter fruit. We want that good, sweet, juicy fruit that uh, <laughs> she's growing on her grapevines. <laughs> you know, so just just keep in mind we got to wait on him. Uh, don't don't jump the gun. Don't let the world tell you that you got to act now. It's it's nonstop. There's this false sense of urgency in our lives that we have to get these things done now. If we just stay patient and allow things to work themselves out and keep doing our part, things are going to fall into place like they're supposed to. Like I said, the things I talked about tonight are materialistic. That's, that's minimal in comparison to what he's done in our lives. I, I can account for what he's done in mine multiple times over, but these were recent things and they were fresh because, like I said, I don't want to start a month from now and then everything changed a week before. You know, that's, <laughs> you know. So just keep, use that time alone to, to meditate, let him talk to you, be patient, listen for him, because he's going to fill you up when the, when the time's right, and he's going to give you that, that good, fresh fruit of what you've been waiting on. As long as you pray in line with him, you can, you can consider those things done. You know, if it's, if it's in line with the word and you're praying right, believe me, there's a wrong way to pray. You can pray for things that you don't need, pray for wants. You know, he's going to fulfill your needs. He says he fulfills our needs. If he's going to give... If he's going to feed the birds of the sky, and they don't, they don't want for nothing. You, you, have your, you see what a bird does? It wakes up, makes a racket in the morning, flies around, eats all day, and goes to sleep. There's no worry about whether he's going to eat or be clothed in the, the next day. He, it's, it's taken care of. He's done the same thing for us. What he's done for me, he's already done for you. What he's done for them, he's done for us. We just got to accept that. You know, we don't have to go out there and work 100 hours a week because we're afraid we're going to lose that, everything that we've worked so hard for. I have no idea how I've got everything that I have and how I maintain everything I have. I can't explain it. I don't want to. All I know is every week my bills get paid. I don't do the bills. So in my mind, every week my bills get paid. <laughs> I know I go out there, I work my hours. I make my money, and I, I haven't lost anything. I've done nothing but gain in the past. I, I don't even know. I lost count. I don't even care how long it's been. But it's just been one thing after another. I, just, I, I, can, I can walk around and say I'm a rich man. My, my bank account won't show that. But I'm filthy rich because I, I, I don't need for anything. I have everything I need. I have a lot of wants. They might not line up with God. I may never see them. I'm okay with that. It's, it's good to have goals, but don't go out of line with God to reach those goals because if those goals are meant to be met, he, he's going to meet you right there with them. All right, and then so I want to end with this scripture, Psalms twenty-seven, fourteen. Wait for the Lord. 
be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Just wait. Be patient. Don't let these people talk you into doing something that you don't need. If you wait on him, he's going to come through. He always comes through. the kingdom